on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is writer-director Scott Martin, and we're talking about his brand new movie called Big Kill. And Scott, I have to tell you, I I get a lot of movies, obviously, um, to watch before I do interviews, and sometimes they're not very good, and... um, And, and, I, and I have to do an interview, <laughs> but I have to sure. tell you, I really, really, really enjoyed your movie immensely. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're thank you. You're welcome. I That's really, really nice of you to say. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Very much so. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to talk to you about this movie. Um, it was, sure. oh, the, well, first of all, you also star in the movie. So you wrote, directed, starred, and you also produced it, so you wore many, many hats. Um, is that, I did, yes. yeah. Was that the first yeah. time you've done all four of the different, you know, capacities in a movie? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's the second time I did that. The first one was a really, it was a really small movie. Um, it was successful for us, but a really small movie several years ago. And, um, uh, that was the first one. And, and I actually, I actually edited it as, as as well. Um, oh my goodness! I don't. Yeah, I don't plan on doing that again. Though I think. I think. I this was plenty for this one. I. I, I think I'm just going to stick to a, a one or two for the next for the next picture. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I have. I have done it before. Yes. So what was that like for you? Uh, doing wearing all those different hats. Well, you know the the first first and foremost, you you have to have a great team around you i mean you just have to so um to say that that i you know did all those things i don't i don't, I, I i i could only do those things with the people that were on the picture uh you know and and they all except for the acting and directing they kind of take place at different times so the, the writing obviously well the history of it i actually wrote this script about 12 years ago so, so it was written quite a while ago uh and then the, the, on the producing side, once we, uh, I was I was involved heavily involved in the producing leading up to it in the development pre production. But once we got into production, uh, my my partner Michael Sliskin uh, ran ran the ball with on that one and was in charge of the producing and and um, our line producer Eric Steele is fantastic and the team and all that. So really, the acting and directing. Uh, are the two that kind of butt heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it's hard to direct yourself. I could, I would think. <laughs> it is sure. I mean, <laughs> there, there's there's uh, really no one there to give you direction. <laughs> right. so, uh, <laughs> no eyes. You, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's um, a lot of preparation and making sure that, that you know the character uh, in and out before you get there. Because when you're directing, there's also so many other things going on. So you have to know all that. You know. Prior to to getting there on set, and um, and of course just being willing and being being able to adapt as other actors throw out different things you weren't expecting or whatnot. So uh, yeah, that 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 part is challenging. You know, um, it's also interesting being in a scene with someone. And then uh, after cut, going over and talking to, talking to the the person you were just acting with and giving them some direction. <laughs> it's, it's a little you know, they they have to have a lot of trust, you know, uh, um, to be able to be able to do that. Which um, I was fortunate enough to have some uh, great actors, and I didn't you know the, the, the 
professional people to come on and have their own their own point of view and things going on. So it was really helpful. Well, you had a great you have a great cast. Um, you really yeah. do. Uh, Christoph Sanders, I just um, he was just perfect, <laughs> perfect in that part, perfect yeah. in the role. Uh, yeah, I was. You know, I've I've known Christoph for a long time. Uh, most people know him from um, you know a Tim Allen show on Fox, uh, but I've known I've known Christoph since he moved to LA. So I mean, I've known him for a long time. We were in the same acting class together and, and whatnot. And I, I just think the world of him as, as a person and, and an actor. And he's so known for for comedy on Last Man Standing and the kind of character he plays, which is kind of a bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So for him to be able to get the chance to show his show his acting chops and th- other things he can do, uh, I was, I'm just really happy for him. And, and, I, and I'm just so thrilled with what he did, and, and I hope people... Uh, respond to it. Oh yeah, I know he he was absolutely perfect, and and gosh, you attracted such a great cast. I'm just going to go through Jason Thank Patrick, you. who I just yes. I think is I, I've always liked Jason Patrick always, but he mm-hmm. is so good as this evil oh, character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this preacher, and and um, you know, Jason is a is a very cerebral actor he, he comes in and he's he, he wants to make sure everything for for his character is, uh, is 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 spot on and right and every word he says and is goes towards the the, the character he's doing and, and where it's going and um so he and i would sit and talk about the the different you know different lines and and each scene what's you know what where, where are we going with this and it was it was a great experience it really was and mm. and you see why working with him you see why he always delivers these top-notch performances in, in every role he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. and and then his uh, counterpart there, Lou Diamond Phil- Phillips, also. I yes. well, I, we've got to talk about his costume. My my God, what made? I mean, the, <laughs> first of all, we got to talk about the colors in this movie, anyhow, because they're yes, really, yeah. uh, really, really uh, amazing and vivid, and the cinematography is beautiful. But what? Who decided to put uh, Lou Diamond Phillips in a red? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy outfit, yes, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Suit, right? Suit, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the devil. So I mean, was, he was the devil <laughs> to the preacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, that was um, that was Toby Bronson, our costume designer, who I I call him uh, our mad genius. Mm. He, he's you know, and if someone like like Toby and and he and I worked there before, and and he's he's so good, he's so talented, and if you just kind of let him go. He'll come back with all kinds of crazy but kind of awesome things, you know, at the same time. And uh, leading up to, like, in pre-production, before we even got to New Mexico, uh, he and I sat down. And, and, I, and I, I did the same thing with the, with the production designer and, um, and DP. Uh, went through the look of the movie. And what I was telling everybody is I wanted a lot of color. I, back then, at this time in the Old West, the um, the color dyes had just become readily available to everyone. They came very cheap, so everyone could have them. So people were wearing color, like an explosion of color. People were wearing color everywhere. And if you see, we're so used to black and white pictures, we kind of think of it that way. Right, We're right. kind of drab and bland, mm-hmm. but that's not how it was. Uh, they, they, if you ever see colorized pictures and things like this, I mean, there was, and you, or you go and you actually see the 
the clothing they wore was very colorful. Uh, I mean, it was the primary colors, obviously, but it was very colorful. Right. And there was plaid. There were all kinds of things. Uh, some of these guys are going to the saloons, you know, the the uh, the, the the card players and, and gunslingers, they're like peacocks walking into a saloon, and, and they, they wanted everybody to see them, uh, and I really wanted to bring that out. So... Uh, so that was that was the direction. And then going to talking to Toby, I said, you know, everything has to be period correct, but go have fun with it. See what you get. You know, mm-hmm. see what see what you have. And, and and some of these costumes he came back with. And when you have someone like that, and you can just keep telling them yes, 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 <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, and so so Toby brought these costumes back, and then we had uh, uh, several for Lou, for Lou Diamond Phillips for, uh, before he got there. Um, all, all wonderful costumes with that red one. I just uh, fell in yeah, love with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and agree. then we, his, his, when, when Lou showed up on set and, and, and he had this, uh, uh, he was, he came over and was doing his wardrobe fitting. I was obviously on set shooting. And then I, I had a moment I came back to get something on my trailer, and I was maybe it was lunch or something. And I did a knock on my door, and I opened the door, and there's Toby standing there, and Lou Diamond Phillips in this magnificent red suit outfit. And I, I mean, I was, I was floored, and and I could see the expression on both of their faces, like, is this okay? I love this. Is this okay? Can we do this? And Toby said, Can we? Can we? Can we? You know. All right, and I was like, "Dude, you nailed it! Yes, I love this." And uh, it was it was kind of like that with a lot of with a lot of the costumes. Oh, you know, I mean, again, let's go. Christoph Sanders and his the the actor Casey Clyde played his brother, mm-hmm. correct? And mm-hmm. yep. um, their costumes because they came from the East Coast, and the right. juxtaposition of their type, very dandy looking uh, clothing compared to yeah. yours, your and and your sidekick, uh, Clint was it Clint Hummel played Clint, your Clint, Clint Hummel, Clint, right, and right. Uh, you know the two of you are in the darker, more Western looking gear, and then you have right. these bright colors, and it it just popped. I loved. It. I I couldn't wait Thank for the you. next scene to see what else they were going to wear. <laughs> to be honest, well, you know, with you. yeah, you, one of my favorite costumes. I mean, I have a few, but one of them is is Kristoff's, you know, the gym character when he's in that orange uh, coat yes. and his plaid pants. And, his, and it, yes. it's such a bizarre, when you see it like, like hanging up on a rack, you think there's no way it's going to go together, right? Those things don't go together. And then you see it all put together. It looked, it was just wonderful. And for his character, it was just wonderful. Um, you know what? I just, <laughs> I just got to tell you the story real quick. We one of the characters, He's uh, one of the henchmen, one of the bad guys, uh, played by Cord Newman. This character was, um, she was just, a, she was written as just a normal, like just like a cowboy, right? Just a regular everyday cowboy who was just one of his, the preacher's henchmen. And, uh, and I cast Cord Newman, who's also a stunt guy, I cast him in the role because he has such a wonderful look. He's, he's got this huge beard. And magnificent hair, big hair, yes. kind of a bigger guy. I'm like, I've got to have you in this movie. So I did that, and then about halfway through the movie, uh, his character was coming to be in it, and you know, he's got all this red in his beard and his hair and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I'm directing the scene between um, 
the mayor and Jim, they're walking, talking at their first meet. And it's kind of an intense scene, and I'm in, you know, I'm into it with these guys, and we're talking, and I hear my name called, and I turn around, and there, there's Toby standing there with Cord, who is this six foot leprechaun. I mean, he's got green and all this stuff in his top hat, and my jaw hit the floor, and it was, again, Toby just kind of goes, can we do this? I go, hell yeah, we can do this. Absolutely, this is the guy. We actually changed the character's name and the character to match the outfit, to match the wardrobe. I've never even heard of that happening before. No, it's, it was so good. It's, like, this guy is now someone else. That's amazing. Now, what was his, is, does he have an accent, or is he putting on an accent to go with the costume? He's putting on an Irish accent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be Irish. But then when he showed up looking that way, I was like, well, he's now Irish. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. It just, really, it, it, it's a great costume. And again, his character just <laughs> stands you. right out, you know. So amazing. Mm-hmm. What, now, you filmed this in, uh, where in New, you filmed it in New Mexico. Where did you film it? Correct. Just outside of Santa Fe was in, in this town um, that we shot most of it. And then that's where the actual town was, uh, a movie set. And then we shot some of um, a couple of days on a on a uh, on a like a, a Spanish looking or Mexican looking village uh, for the opening sequence. And then a day of travel stuff that was farther out in New Mexico, up in like the mountains and whatnot. So. And for the Mexican uh, part, you yeah. had, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but you had, I just want to mention, you had Danny Trejo uh, for that yes. part, too. So, yeah, talk, um, so go ahead, yeah. talk, talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, we, we're, you know, it's, it, it's a, he plays a, um, a general and uh, really wanted to bring somebody in that would add more to the character, because it could be a fun character, right? I just wonder. Mm-hmm. Kind of angry general, and and uh, we were able to get Danny Trejo to come out and do it, and and he was he was great, and uh, it was so much fun, and he, he's just he 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 brought so much more to the character than what was on the page. Um, so it's it's I hope you know, hopefully people enjoyed enjoyed watching him. He was a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, a lot of fun to work with. It was it was it was fun. So no, now the. The town, did you actually uh, build a set, or was there actually a little town out there that looked somewhat like this? I mean, there's, obviously yeah, no. there's a lot of color that was added sure. to the set, but was there a town there like that, or did you have to build a set? There was. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a standing wow. set, and it's been used a lot, uh, and a lot of different uh, stuff throughout, throughout um, the last probably 30 years. Um, so it's, it's a... It's a it's a definitely a standing set, and in fact, when we got out there, uh, Lou said that they shot the original Young Guns, part of the original Young Guns there. Oh, really? And wow. I'm thinking even Young Guns too. They came riding in past the same church and all this stuff. Um, so it's got a lot of it's got a lot of history, uh, and and um, uh, it's it's just a it's a place that you can shoot 360 degrees about seeing anything. Uh, modern, so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of, a lot of fun to shoot there. Oh, perfect, perfect. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to the Jam Price Show, all about movies. And my guest today is writer, director, actor, producer. <laughs> Many hats, Scott Martin, and we're talking about his new movie, Big Kill. Scott, before we go any further, do you want to let the audience know a little bit of what the plot is for Big Kill? Sure. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a western uh, about this uh, tenderfoot from Philadelphia who goes out west. He loses everything he has, and he goes out west to find his brother, uh, who's living in a boom town. And uh, he, along the way, he joins up with these two kind of rogue, sort of on good side, sort of on the bad side guys. Uh, they join, they become good friends. Go out to the town where his brother is called Big Kill. And uh, the town is now deserted for the most part. It's a boomtown gone bust, and his brother's nowhere to be found, and it's being run by a bad preacher. So they have to uh, find out what happened to his brother and uh, and potentially save this town and the good people that are left in there. You know, it, 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 when, in watching it, it really brought up a lot of the old westerns from the 50s and 60s. And the music did, too. I loved the music. Oh, the score is great. Oh, and it you. changes, you know, throughout the film and the mood changes. Um, but it just brought back, you know, for anybody who's, you know, watched yeah. any of those old westerns, it certainly brought back that same type of feeling, you know, uh, Oh, good. Thank it. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. No, you really evoked that very much. And the, and the, what I really loved is the, yes, there's action in it, obviously, but the character development, the relationships between all of these men, I thought that was what, that's what kept me really interested was the relationships with each one of them. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Christoph Sanders' character and your character and Clint Hummel's character, um, you know, are the, the, the the glue that holds the the film together and your your relationships, but it is an odd pairing for all of you in a way that you've all become sure. friends, and and that's what yeah. I liked about it. So how did you develop well, thank you. that? You're welcome. You're welcome. How did that all come about? I mean, how did you decide? Yes, you wrote this. You said 12 years ago, um, mm-hmm. and did, it, did were you trying to get it produced um, over those years, or did you just put it away and then decide finally it's time to bring it out and and produce it? Well, at the time we I wrote it um, twelve years ago, we we uh, we thought we were going to make it thin, and then it didn't it didn't end up happening. So I did set it aside set it aside for for all those years, and then the opportunity. I, I've always thought about it. Though. I've always, it's always been in my head. It's, a, it's one of those. You know, I, I've I've written quite a few scripts at this point, um, and it's one of those that just always wanted to make. And we got the opportunity to to make a western. And so I brought it back out and dusted it off, uh, did a little bit of a cleanup to it, and and um, as uh, you know, took off and went with it. But uh, the characters, yeah, one of these three these three guys to be. Well, first the the Jim character is so different than anyone who would be out in the West. I mean, he just he you know fish out of water doesn't belong out there. Exactly. Um, and and so you know we wanted to make sure that is. That really comes out, and and then the the two guys he joins up with, the Jake and Travis. Um, even though they're both, I, I wanted people to feel get the feel like they've been writing together for a long time. Uh, and even though they've been writing together for a long time, they're very different characters. The uh, the way I always saw it is Jake. Uh, Jake Jake is sort of the uh, the the guy who's he's the quick gunfighter. He doesn't really want to get into gunfights, but he does. Um, he just wants to gamble, and he's not even very good at that. The only thing he's good at is, <laughs> is gunfighting. And 
Travis is the uh, is the dandy. He's a ladies' man, and uh, Travis is the character who, of the two, he's the one that always keeps Jake from he, he keeps Jake from becoming a full blown outlaw because he has a little bit of a moral center to him, and in turn, Jake keeps Travis alive. That's kind of their relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. And then they team up yeah. with with Jim, who's just fish out of water, and it, yeah. and it forms this really interesting uh, character study. I, uh, of, yeah, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. You're Thank welcome. you. You're welcome. Yeah, we, we uh, and it was in the the thing is, is is you can write characters and you can write these things, um, you know, backgrounds and all that stuff, but it's really the actors who who bring it out and um without Christoph playing Jim I just don't you know I don't know how if, if it would have come across the same I mean he just comes out and he is this tenderfoot from Philadelphia and you you see it and you believe it and then you know of course later when he has his turn to standing up for what's right and willing to die and fight fight and die for what's right you see that turn as well, and you believe it. And he just did a wonderful job. Oh, he did. He did. But, you know, it also comes back to, uh, Scott, to a good script and good direction, because (laughs) if you don't have a good script, uh, forget about it, no matter what. Uh, You know, you can have great actors, and if the script isn't there, you just don't have a movie. But you could have a great script, and if it's not directed well and edited well, then, (laughs) again, you don't have a good movie. So um, in this one, I just feel you got it all together. I really, as I I said, it's very, it's a fun movie. Everybody's got to go find this movie, Big Kill. So tell us where where people can see it and uh, where you can find it and when it's going to be released. It's, um, it'll, coming out March 19th, it'll be out March, uh, it'll be out March on March 19th, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, Walmart, you can find it online on Amazon, VOD, uh, iTunes, and uh, Amazon again, and, and any of the other VOD of, uh, or on demand on cable, uh, you find it any of those places. Great. We want to make sure everybody yeah. finds a big kill. So, when um, yep. we, did you know about this little town that you d- that you filmed in ahead of time? Is that why you decided to go there? No, no, no. We uh, we didn't. Uh, in fact, in, in my head, the script was written for a different type of town. Uh, and um, when in doing in pre-production and doing location scout, and we found we found this place, and and it's just so ends up being so perfect, and and so uh, we we met with the uh, the owner, Imogene. She's this uh, <laughs> pretty awesome lady. The first time we met her, she she said that we have. Uh, she said uh, super nice. I really just flew into New Mexico. Go out, meet her at her ranch house. She gives us coffee. She gave us apple pie she had just oh, baked. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And then goes on to tell us, make sure you let me know what part of the ranch you're going to be on. Otherwise, my cowboys might shoot at you. Oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> I am definitely in the right place. This is definitely... <laughs> Yeah, this is perfect. This is where Big Kill is going to be filmed. Exactly, yeah. the true wild, wild west. Well, yeah, right. Uh, that's an amazing story. Well, Scott, thank you so much for uh, being on the sure. show. It's been a pleasure. I wish you much success with Big Kill. Uh, I know oh, it's. You. I know it will be a huge success. Everybody, please go find this movie. You, you won't be disappointed. It's really a fun movie. So thank, oh, thank you. you. You're welcome. I, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Scott. Pleasure having you on the show. 
Go to The Jam Price Show on Facebook to learn more about upcoming shows. And while you're there, please go like my page and write a comment if you like what we're doing here. And to listen to The Price Movie Minutes movie reviews and to listen to archive shows that you may have missed, go to thejampriceshow.com. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. Hi, this is Rich Little. Join me in beautiful Carmel-by-the-Sea the weekend of March the 29th and 30th to celebrate the legendary Doris Day's 97th birthday. Enjoy a 60th anniversary screening of Pillow Talk with film host Ben Makowitz and Q&A with Doris's co-stars Jackie Joseph, Peter Marshall, and me. And a special concert by Michael Feinstein. Auctions, raffle, dog adoptions, and more. Proceeds benefit the Doris Day Animal Foundation. Hey, I'll even bring along Doris's leading men like uh, Clark Gable. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart or Terry Grant. Visit DorisDayAnimalFoundation.org for tickets and more information.